0: And welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. And on this episode, I'm going to talk to Sophie and Ephraim, founders of Ziggy Lloyd. And let me tell you all about Ziggy Lloyd from their website, which you can find, by the way, at ziggyloyd.com. And I'll tell this in the first person. To give you a quick summary, our coats are all made from premium alpaca wool, responsibly sourced from Peru. While the story of our materials start in South America, where we spent many years, our coats are made in small limited edition batches in an atelier just outside of Lisbon, where we now live. One of the most special things about our collection is the quality of the materials and the way they feel. And while our styles are timeless and designed to last, we like to have fun and tell stories with the details, such as our personalized eco-friendly tagua nut buttons that come from Ecuador and our exclusive lining prints in collaboration with artists. Okay. So you get the idea that interview with Sophie and Ephraim to come. I really enjoyed speaking to these guys. We cover a lot of ground from sourcing the alpaca wall and the obstacles that Sophie and Ephraim had to go through and everything else in between, getting a brand off the ground, you know, the impact Brexit has on supply chains right now. But before we get to that interview, don't forget to check out the show notes at www. Menswearstyle.co.uk and on the social at Menswear Style. If you want to tell us about your brand, come on the show and tell us about your journey, you can email us here at info at Menswearstyle.co.uk. Okay, let's get to it. This is a good one. I hope you enjoy it. Here is our interview with Sophie and Ephraim, founders of Ziggy Lloyd. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce Sophie and Ephraim, founders of Ziggy Lloyd. How are we doing today, guys?
1: Doing well, thank you.
0: Doing well, thanks. Excellent. Great to have you on the show. Um, for the uninitiated, um, perhaps you can just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about Ziggy Lloyd.
1: Um, okay, um, I'm Sophie and this is Ephraim and we're uh, husband and wife. Um, and we, um, we met in, we're currently now based in Lisbon, but we met in, in Argentina, um, where we both lived. I was, I was living there for eight years and Ethan was living there for five years. Um, uh, my background, um, is in, um, fashion, originally fashion journalism and, and, and styling. Um, and then when I moved to Argentina and Buenos Aires, I started, um, a personal shopping business um taking taking clients um kind of teaching um giving clients design experiences taking them to the hidden kind of designer spots in Buenos Aires um and Ethan's background is in in finance
2: yeah I am a cog in the corporate machine um
1: (laughs) yes but you yeah
2: but, so, my background was, uh, I, you know, worked in finance for, you know, a long time, uh, got a bit burnt out, um, and just started to move to Argentina, um, and that is where I met So, and that is where we bonded on our love for Malbec and for throwing costume parties, okay. and this is, and that is kind of where the idea for Z Lloyd. Uh,
1: yeah, so we happened. were, yeah, we were living in Argentina, and the kind of initial, we had an initial idea, and I guess it was 2017 mm-hmm. and kind of the inspiration came from from my business actually because I was taking client shopping and t- showing them kind of the local craftsmanship and materials of not just Argentina but all of all of South America and um, um, people I'd noticed a lot of clients are always really impressed by the quality of the kind of alpaca wool products that you could get there because a lot of people would associate alpaca wool with a kind of The those kind of itchy hippie like jumpers that you get when you go backpacking in Peru, but um, but also there's some you know some really beautiful kind of um wools, um, particularly in in Peru. So we kind of yeah, came up we're kind of inspired by by that material and decided that we wanted to kind of work on something together. Um, so yeah, so tell me,
0: uh, oh, sorry to jump in. I was just gonna um, tell me about you had the idea, so 2017. What are the the next stepping stones? Once you have the idea, where where do you take the idea next?
1: So we were just kind of playing around with ideas about what we could do with the material. Um, and um, Ethan, you know, had always had a real interest in fashion, um, even though he came from a finance background. Um, we initially met because I took him on a on a shopping tour, a shopping trip. I got I got her to <laughs> he take, me sh- take me take a, me shopping.
2: That was as my a personal uh, shopper.
1: But um but yeah, and then we kind of were thinking about things that we could do and Ephraim, one thing, thing that Ephraim loves is is coats. Um,
2: Self- selfishly, um, <laughs> you know, I wanted to start a coat brand because I wanted lots of cool coats.
0: So. I'm with you on that. That's, a, that's yeah, that's a cool move. I like that. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And we, you know, we noticed, you know, that there's a lot of um there's a lot of brands out there. You know, kids wear brands, and some women, some women's wear brands, working with kind of alpaca wool, doing a lot of knitwear and stuff. But there were less um, brands in the in the menswear field to do it working specifically with that with that kind of fabric. So um, we decided to go to Peru and Bolivia and try to find the best alpaca wool that we could, um, and go exploring and learn about how it's how it's done. And um, so yeah, we.
2: Yeah, we uh, we traveled through Peru to find suppliers, um, which was really cool. It was cool, um, you know, doing meetings in Spanish and trying to figure out, um, you know, who were the suppliers. And um, so we traveled through Peru and then we went down into Bolivia and uh, we found there's a surprisingly there's a big tailoring trade in La Paz. Um, so we had sketched out some prototypes and we found a tailor in La Paz and he made us some prototypes. Um, And so we brought him back to Buenos Aires and uh, that was kind of the genesis.
0: Interesting. And so this prototype are these designs that you've put together, Sophie, did you have something in mind already with the coats?
1: Yeah. I mean, we kind of had an idea of kind of two or three at the time, basic models that we wanted to, we wanted to do, we wanted to do like a classic overcoat and then a bomber jacket and then more of a kind of military, military style jacket. Um, so yeah, we kind of sketched out some designs and yeah. we just, um, cause we'd already been in Peru at that point and we'd, um, we'd bought some fabric, some kind of sampled fabric from one of the, one of the suppliers that we found there that we, that we really liked. Um, and then we took it with us to Bolivia to this tailor and asked him to, it was this really tiny little family run operation, just, to, just, um, a guy and his brother, um, a really, really lovely old guy. But I mean, his the kind of craftsmanship was, was really amazing. Um. Anyway, he did a great job on these samples, these first samples that we did. Um, so then initially we were thinking that you know we'd like to kind of work with the with the tailors in, in, in Bolivia, but the quality of the alpaca wool was better in was better in Peru. The kind of the typical type of alpaca wool fabric that we were working with to make a coat, which is a kind of a tightly woven fabric, you find a lot of alpaca wool for kind of knitwear in Bolivia, but less so. In, but but the specific material we needed was was made in Peru. Um, and then, um, but yeah, the week, so originally we were going to make the coats in Bolivia, but we but it's,
2: <laughs> it's like, it's absolutely impossible to run a business in South America. So like trying to ship the fabric to Bolivia, um, was a total disaster and a nightmare because of all the corruption and red tape. And
1: I mean, you'd think it would be easy to send fabric from Peru to Bolivia because the country's right next to each other, but we ended up it's having It's
2: not yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so our initial kind of order we'd agreed with this guy that he was going to make us a very small trial order of some coats um and uh we we ordered some fabric from Peru and then it was stuck in Bolivia in customs for
0: um,
2: yeah, but- for a very long time
1: (laughs) and this must be
0: so this must be quite disheartening because you really you've got the idea you've got the prototypes and you're kind of just wanting to get things off the ground right but then this is where the red tape comes in and so so how did you overcome this I guess just moving production elsewhere right well
1: yeah well yeah we didn't I mean we never got that fabric out we just (laughs) oh it's still there
2: To this day there is a roll of fabric in in Bolivian's custom office.
0: It's yeah. Some guy is
1: probably using it to keep
0: himself. (laughs) 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 He's making his own suit out of it. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was
0: that's that's Um, great. Um, I, what I really like, having a look on the website, which uh, people should go to, by the way, after after they listen to this podcast, is ziggylloyd.com to have a look at some of the garments there. Uh, you mentioned the bomber earlier on. I don't think I've seen too many of like the casual jackets made out of alpaca. Um, maybe I haven't been looking hard enough. Is this is this something that you also thought that you'll make some unique garments? out of this
1: yeah we wanted to we wanted to kind of mix it up and come up with some more kind of contemporary styles and you know you don't often yeah see bomber jackets and kind of wool like that so we and they're usually
2: pretty casual we wanted to take like you know a normally casual coat and take it pretty make it pretty luxe you know
1: because yeah. the, the the kind of the the wool is very i mean it feels beautiful it's the magic of it really is in the feel and people are always amazed when they put on the coats the way they the way they feel and the way the wool feels it, I mean, it's very, very soft and it's also very, very warm. Um, but then it kind of wears a little bit better than kind of cashmere, for example. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, we tried to kind of incorporate some kind of more, you know, um, interesting kind of modern designs in there. Um, and then also the other details that we like to have fun with as well. So, kind of doing very classic, kind of quite classic models, timeless models, but then playing around with some of the details and introducing new colors. Um, so, our, um, our, Buttons, for example, I mean every detail kind of has a story behind it. So we have the story of the alpaca wool, and then our buttons um, come from are all made from the tagua nut. Um, so that all comes from. We found a supplier in, in Ecuador that works with kind of local um, local artisans, um, and it's a very sustainable process. But the nuts fall from the tree and they're collected, and then they're kind of um, uh, uh, chopped and carved into into buttons, and then we have our, our Ziggy Lloyd stamp put on the buttons. But we've got some wow. quite fun colours, and um, and then and then we also have um, a, a kind of lining print that features just on the inner inner side panels of the coat. Um, and so our idea with that is to do because we only produce we only produce kind of very small batch collections anyway. And so with each new kind of collection, maybe every year, we're going to work with different artists on the kind of lining print. Um, so the one we did recently was with a Portuguese street artist, um, who from Porto in the North of Portugal, we came across here, we came across his street art and found him on Instagram and then contacted him to see if he'd be interested in designing a, a print for us. So he'd never done that before. So he was really excited about yeah, it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was cool. Cause we were drawn to like, he's very like geometric shapes and all that. And, uh, yeah, we were really drawn to that and yeah, it was really cool working with him to like come up with. Like a Ziggy Lloyd, uh
1: pattern. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I i love the linings. I, I think it's in the one that the Duke with the the library almost like the end papers in that. Right. Yeah.
2: That was our, our first one. We wanted to do like a gentleman's bookshelf. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So we <laughs> actually worked with a, with a London artist on that one. Yeah. You? Yeah. That was yeah. really
2: cool. Yeah.
0: And is that the plan going forward, that each different garment will have perhaps a different collaboration with another artist or is this just something that you... Yeah, so
1: each kind of small batch collection that we do, we want to collaborate with a different kind of artist um, to have some kind of artwork in there. I mean, it only kind of features in the side panels as well rather than in the the whole jacket. Um, But, yeah, that's the kind of idea going forward, so...
0: It adds a real sense of... uh, I don't know individualism but also a lot of you can tell there's a lot of passion that's gone into this because there's there's craft that you guys are doing behind the scene with the designs and the sourcing of the fabrics and making it new but there's also somebody else's ideas and their work you know that you're not going to find anywhere else so yeah, uh, yeah. I do like the idea yeah. of having something that you just know that not many other people are going to have or they're going to look and go what is that where did you get that
1: Yeah and just the kind of idea we want to Make yeah, have people appreciate kind of there's a there's a story behind every detail and kind of appreciate the value and the work that's gone into to every coat, and that yeah. you know kind of justify the price too because it is the high end it is
0: a high end garment. So well, yeah. I I looked at the pricing on the website and I I actually got to tell you I think it's quite accessible for what the garments yeah. are. I mean I thought um you know after because I I kind of went through it backwards. I read the story, I saw the press release, and I. Let, checked out all the alpacas in peru got the girlfriend in because she loves alpacas and then went on to the garments and had a look at the prices and i thought they were actually quite modest compared to knowing how much you know, yeah.
2: Went in. yeah 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 there's there's definitely other brands that go much much yeah. higher but um you know we're just starting out and so
1: yeah, yeah we're still trying to raise brand awareness and so you know make ourselves you know ex- reasonably accessible and yeah. so um yeah but no alpacas are really cute (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, they're so tame as well they're really really tame animals like it's quite amazing but um one thing i always like to mention because sometimes people because we work with baby alpaca fabrics and people always some people wonder why it's called baby alpaca and it doesn't it's nothing to do with baby alpacas there's no babies baby alpacas harmed in the process it's just a classification of the of the wall so
0: Right. Okay. And maybe just touch upon the the sustainability and the the kind of ethical way that you will source these as well. Um, Maybe you can touch upon that for us. Sure.
2: Yeah. Um, So, um, obviously, sustainability is important to us. Um, That was kind of one of the things that we, you know, we wanted to build a brand with a conscience. Um, And so, you know, all of our materials, you know, we try to be as sustainable as possible. So, for example, alpaca, um, you know, alpacas are shorn, shorn once a year, and, you know, it's good for the alpacas. It prevents heat stress, and it's, it's good for their health, and it provides income to local alpaca farmers. Um, and <clears throat> what was I going to say? Um... Uh, Our buttons, you know, come from the tag one nut. Um, They're coming from a tree. Um, Our packaging is recycled paper. Um, We're doing small batch collections, so we don't have a lot of excess stock. Um, And, you know, we're just starting out, but we're looking into ways to uh, upcycle. So, um, you know.
1: We recently made um, some of the leftover fabric we had from the recent collection we've made into some Small gilets for babies.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> okay. we've,
1: made one, we've made a few for, the, for our daughter. And some, the,
2: for the, the stylish parents. babies.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about dogs? Can we get something going for the yeah, dogs? We also,
1: we've,
0: we've thought about that.
1: We also have a dog, so we've thought about that too, that we like. Yeah. But, yeah, we definitely want to find ways of, you know, using, reusing material and, you know, excess, any you know, excess stock we have or the kind of prototypes kind of reworking with some of the materials and fabrics and so that we're not wasting.
0: Yeah. Um, that's great that's great. Uh, you've got to tell me how brexit has now impacted you guys or if if at all I mean we've got lockdown here in London now again lockdown free so maybe you can talk about a little bit of the business and the supply chains and if that's a, if that's been affected so, as well.
2: so brexit um we are still working through um so far it has meant a lot more paperwork for us uh-huh. um, has meant you know, Kind of filling out different VAT stuff and uh, talking to our accountant more often, and um, I don't know how much it has impacted sales. Obviously, COVID impacted sales a lot, um, but mostly Brexit is just—it's—it's it's more of a headache. It's more red tape, and it's—it's not—it's not favorable to to our business.
0: Okay. right because i mean i heard that i mean it's about 1200 pages anyway of a document that yeah. no one's going to thumb through in in a week i mean <laughs> some politicians may have had a look at it over the christmas break but that was about it the real people that are dipping their bread in all this is uh, the consulting agencies the people that you will have to go to and go look how do i get from yeah this? you kind of farm the work yeah. out to them and then that affects bottom lines and profit margins so it yeah. it's tough as well because I think in, in Britain, if you wanted to sell something or export something, then you have to make sure that everything's been British made. So, For example, if there's like a doll that has everything that's been made in Britain, but we've sourced the eyes from China or something, then we have to fill out another form or we have to pay another tax on top of that. I, I don't know the full ins and outs, but I mean, this was just some of the little things like the fine print that you'll have to now have to thumb through so i can imagine just now it's a it's a nightmare for you guys yeah
2: Yeah, i mean
1: yeah fortunately we're not shipping from from england we're shipping from portugal so that's
0: yeah
2: but um but yeah all the
1: export stuff with the uk yeah
2: it's um it's um, it's it's just more work it's more headache it's it's more stuff to learn and figure out (laughs) more yeah more
0: of a maze to (laughs) Another through. stepping stone on the journey, at least. Um. Yeah,
2: exactly. And
1: obviously, you know, we launched, we kind of um, launched last year and we did our first, um, so we launched at the end of last year beginning of last year, beginning of 2020, towards the end of the winter season, we did kind of, a, we launched a few pieces and we did a test kind of pop-up event Um, because we're basically, we're mostly a director, we are a direct consumer brand and we're only selling online. But then we also, our our idea was to kind of host these series of kind of pop-up soirees for like men. Mm. Um, So bringing bringing men together in kind of an invite only
0: um,
1: kind of event where, and kind of in secret locations so our first one we did in London and we did it in a um, in a kind of studio apartment in like a living room setting so guys can kind of come sit down have a drink listen to a really good playlist and then also kind of shop for coats and men don't like to feel the pressure when they shot too so we kind of wanted to create a relaxed environment where well, we could bring kind of like-minded guys together and so we did this initial event and it was last February just before it was
2: right right before covid hit <laughs> yeah like we, we, the timing we lucked out like had, in. yeah <laughs>
1: i mean we had some great cocktails really nice wine i mean it was a perfect you know it was a, it went really well we got a lot of really positive feedback from it was really nice just to meet people in person and for people to actually touch and feel the coats and Really understand, you know, what we're doing, and um, yeah, we had really, really positive feedback. And from there, we were kind of really excited about, you know, our plan was to do more of those events, you know, this past, you know, starting last autumn. And put that on
0: hold. <laughs> could, could we not do it virtually? I mean, you can squeeze about uh, twenty dudes <laughs> yeah. into a Zoom call and we'll yeah. talk some comics I mean. and clothes.
1: <laughs> so what we what we did instead in the end was we we put together this really. Nice um look book I think we sent you the digital version, but we've been sending it out to people through the post with like fabric samples in, so kind of people can touch and feel. And the idea is they can experience the collection from from their living room. But obviously, it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. But once the yeah, once the world kind of returns <laughs> to normal a bit more, then we'd like to you know take up that idea again and carry on doing.
0: That yeah. Content. And
1: but, uh, but yeah, I mean, COVID in general just. Just no one wants to buy a coat when they're all stuck inside. It's not
0: the easiest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. We've still got to go out and walk our dogs. I oh, mean, this it's true. It's true. freezing in London. And by the way, the winter's in London. It's not just a well, we December yeah, and January. We were, yeah, it was last week. It was yeah. awful. Yeah, it was really cold. I could not handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, from, from your mouth to my girlfriend's ears, she's from Texas. So, she, I mean, Russia originally, oh, yeah. but Texas. So she knows... How, yeah. how damaging and punishing these winters in the UK are. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the
1: alpaca wool coats are really warm, though. I mean, it's yeah. really warm. Luckily, we yeah. run a coat company. Yeah, luckily we have <laughs> yeah. i made myself one as well. So.
0: <laughs> and I, I think the thing about alpaca is, for me, it looks like a very tactile fabric. It looks like something you want to touch. Like, I, I remember I had a meeting with a gentleman who was a tailor, and he was wearing an alpaca suit. And I've not seen anything quite like it before. It looked, looked the absolute nuts in it. And it's one of these things that you have to kind of go, oh, where is it? Because it's not your, your typical wool to even look at. has kind of like a, almost like a fleecy look. I think it's what well, you'll probably tell me in the way it's fine combed. So have you got any other plans to take it outside of coats, maybe pants, trousers and, and suits in the long run? Have you thought that far ahead?
1: I mean, right now, I think we just want to focus on kind of one one item and do it really well, and mm-hmm. kind of.
2: We have move. we have considered uh dressing gowns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh, good move. Like yeah, like a, <laughs> house coat. Yeah, like a
1: dressing gown. Now that's yeah. that's
0: the men's club that I'd like to go to. All of yeah. <laughs> us in our all of us in our dressing gowns, monogrammed, uh, talking yeah. Bond and uh, enjoying some alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys. But for
2: now, we're, yeah, we're sticking with kind of just that.
0: Well, listen. Uh, congratulations! I think uh, I think the products look fantastic. I really like how you know the designs are just modern, and each one is different. You know, and it's not just kind of top coats and overcoats. There's different styles of coats as well, so something for everyone to check out. And the colors work really well. Is it quite an easy fabric to manipulate, Sophie? Is it something that you can do a lot with in terms of manipulating it?
1: Um, in terms of kind of what do you what do you mean so
0: like in in terms of if you if you just have like the role of alpaca can you can you like mold it to someone's shape quite easily or is it quite a rigid thing and then you have to kind of squeeze it no
1: it's, right? a, very, it's quite a soft kind of malleable kind of kind of fabric it's not too structured so yeah it's kind of quite easy to kind of create different shapes and mold it around the body yeah
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I did a fashion design course, and I've always uh, I had to do a thing where, which is you like your your best like you say malleable, fabric that you can use, and I was trying all sorts of weird stuff. I had to make a skirt out of recycled plastic bags and and shape them and kind of them, and, and I was like, this this is horrible. There's professionals out there that can do this. I don't have to. I don't have to do this. So uh, yeah, that that was a waste of time, but. Anyway, um, well,
1: that was another problem that we had in Portugal actually when we first um, were looking because now we manufacture, we make everything in Portugal and um, and when we first moved here from from Argentina, we had problems trying to find the right person to make the coats here who was familiar with working with the fabric as well. He yeah. we didn't really know, um, but yeah, we found we just work with a small atelier just outside of Lisbon now, so which is great because right. we can make visit and there's no you know there's no big it's a very small atelier, just a small team of kind of tailors so we can we don't have big minimum order quantities or anything like that so it works really well for us
0: okay well that sounds good and they well they're known for doing some really good produce in in portugal i mean shoes especially i speak to a lot of brands and space yeah. people that you know they they try doing different garments and shoes everywhere else in the world and they go look we've we tried it it's, we just always come back to portugal because they know what they're doing then. yeah um, yeah, and I wonder if it's especially good for startups as well. That's probably why a lot of, I mean, brands in the UK go to Portugal for their initial ideas and get it off the off the ground there. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of companies. Yeah, there's a lot of places that are willing to cater to smaller, smaller startups. Yeah. I, mean, I guess. But then there's also a lot of big in Porto in the north. There's a huge big manufacturing hub. That are big, huge minimum order quantities as well. So.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a real pleasure talking to you and getting to know you guys and, and the brand as well. Um, like I say, I think you've got, you've got a great load of coats on the website and uh, people, again, can visit ziggyloyd.com. So where does the Ziggy come from?
2: Uh, that is a good question. So um, uh, the name, most people think that it is just named after our dog because our dog is named Ziggy and I'm obviously a David Bowie fan. Um, That's fun. <laughs> The name came from, basically, we wanted to do classic with a twist. So Lloyd is Sophie's last name. So that's kind of the classic, you know, sophisticated a la Lloyd's Bank. And then you have Ziggy, which is like the twist. Um, so we wanted to make a coat that Ziggy Stardust could wear to work at Lloyd's Bank.
0: <laughs> nice. That's Well, that's Lloyd a great... That's, I, that's,
2: sorry.
0: That, yeah. I was going to say it's a good tagline for the poster. I can almost see the the Ziggy Lloyd <laughs> film with with, with with that tagline. Yeah,
1: my my family have nothing to do with Lloyd's Bank,
0: though. <laughs> just Lloyd's gym. I got it. Yeah. yeah, just
1: Lloyd's gym or yeah, Lloyd's
0: tennis club or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tennis club. Well. Uh, yeah, great talking to you guys, and uh, and best Thank of luck, you. and and stay safe over there. And I uh, hope to see see you in London for a for a gentleman's club soon. Yeah, we'll, good. we'll keep you posted. On Thank the, you so the much. Events. Thank okay. you very much. It's great. Well, how about that? As you can appreciate, I could have talked to Sophie and Ephraim for hours, mainly about my failed attempts to make dresses out of carrier bags and, well, numerous failed design ideas, let's face it. They say the worse of the experience, the better the story. I don't know in my case. But perhaps I'll tell you more about that. Another time, another place. In the meantime, make sure you're supporting the good guys and head over to ZiggyLloyd.com and treat yourself or your loved ones some awesome, high-quality alpaca coats that's it from my end thanks for tuning in if you like what you're hearing do leave us a review it helps our egos around here and until next time